All right, we're on. We're on. Two days in a row. That's awesome. Yeah. We uh feels good. Yeah. It does. I uh we kind of took a couple weeks off, so we're making up for it now. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, it's funny though, even just getting together yesterday and then today, just feel better. Like you know, a couple weeks, it's kind of like I don't know, I'm not riding a bike for a couple of years. Yeah. Well, I've said, I've, you know, mentioned this before. I like it just personally for my own benefit. You know? Yeah. I know that we're going to be talking about stuff. So throughout the week, I may be more present and thinking about things a little bit more. Yeah. And then when we come in and talk about it, it's kind of uh, holds me accountable, you know, to myself. And we yeah. throw around new ideas and I can take those ideas and implement them. And yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's a, it's a great thing. We even talked about yesterday how we don't ask ourselves what we're thinking, you know, like that's usually not on our mind. Like, Hey, what am I thinking about? Or where should I direct my thoughts? So it is, it's nice to just, you know, kind of once a week, Hey, we're going to get together. We're going to chat. So I'm always looking, Hey, what's this little small business that someone did here? What's the success principle there or people, you know, just, Hey, they said something pretty profound. I wonder if they know that that was profound or if that's just part of them, their subconscious, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fun. I've noticed that too, as I've even, we've talked about scrolling Facebook or, you know, uh, YouTube or whatever, and, and noticing, picking up on stuff more. And, yeah. and I've noticed that as well, that I I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a cool business or whatever. Whereas before it was just maybe entertainment. Now it kind of is easier to look at that stuff and yeah. look for the the lesson in it maybe or something but yeah it is good yeah i've enjoyed it you asked yesterday about yesterday about the jordan peterson uh joe rogan podcast and mm-hmm. i went and looked and I, I still had like 45 minutes left mm-hmm. so i listened to like you know 10 15 minutes more of it and he got into that part about the restaurant oh you know, yeah all the opportunities and it, it is um there are opportunities everywhere and it just it, it's so nice to approach life in that way too because we get caught up in all oh, my, my job is a grind or I've got to do this again. I've got to do that again, but switching that up just a little bit, there's a, a podcast by Andrew Huberman Never um, heard of that. called, I think the Huberman lab. I haven't listened to much of them, but on one, he gets into these small dopamine releases that we get when you switch from uh, a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Now, a lot of times well, all the time, when we reach a milestone, we get a dopamine release. So, you know, hey, I did this, mm-hmm. get a dopamine release. But if we change our mind to the steps of learning, whether they're positive or negative or, you know, whatever kind of feedback we get, if we're using those as, hey, I learned, then we start to get this constant dopamine release off of everything. So, so that's like, our milestone, I guess. Yeah. We learn something new and that's the mile, part of the milestone. Whatever. Yeah. So yesterday awesome. I was like, hey, sorry, I'm jumping all around. My mind's all over the place. Well, I was looking at that as a negative. But if I start to look at that as, hey, we were here, we were talking. I felt like I was jumping all over the place, which is awesome. Because that means next time it's just a slight different mindset, but so much better. Yeah. And you can focus on that. Yeah. It's a learning experience. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's so, and just. I think too, finding ways to have some consistency, you know, we come in, we do the podcast and we, you know, both of us have kind of said, 
oh, I didn't feel real good on that one, yeah. you know, back and forth. It, uh, it's interesting because it seems like when when I feel that way, you feel like it went real good. And when yeah. you feel that way, I feel like it went real yeah. good. And which is a good thing, you know, it uh, shows the value of, uh, you know, being around people that can make us better, but also just that consistency, yeah. whether it, whether it's perfect or not, it's mostly going to be imperfect yeah. the stuff that we do, but just going through the steps of, you know, going and doing a workout, even yeah. if the workout was not perfect or going to you know talk to to people you know even if you feel like it wasn't perfect or yeah. looking into the business or starting a business or whatever just that consistency of being conscious about what you want implementing an action for you know doing that and then going through the actions to make it happen yeah there's a lot of value there yeah you know so that's I really cool i don't know uh the growth the growth mindset it's just so you know if anyone's going to venture out and do a side hustle or or network with people mm-hmm. whatever it is it, that growth mindset just hey you know what i grew from this i messed up that's okay you know, I, yeah it's pretty easy to get caught up on was this good or was this bad mm-hmm. well i don't know mark did you learn yeah then it's good mm-hmm. yeah yep and and just being okay with the outcome we talked about us uh i can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not but there's like a story of a a guy that everything whenever something happened to him he's like you know people would be like oh that's real good or that's real good bad and he's like maybe you know yeah. so like the example was he had a son and everybody's like well that's real good and he's like maybe yeah you know i think so and then the son broke his leg and everybody's like well that's that's real bad and he's like maybe Maybe. i don't know and then there was a war and everybody's sons got called to war but his son's leg was broken and so everybody's like oh you're so lucky you know like look at that and he's like maybe you know just of all of those things we instead of jumping to conclusion just having an open mind about it and saying yeah maybe you know we we don't know the outcome of it a lot of the time so yeah yeah i I like that and there's also jocko willink that's like good only his voice sounds much better good yeah good (laughs) but you know whatever happens uh his subordinates quote subordinates would come to him in special operations hey you know this happened and it's so bad and he was like good Mm -hmm. why is it so good because you learned or one time someone went to him and they're like well i want to tell you this but i know that all you're going to say is good (laughs) and he's like oh good good (laughs) that means whatever i'm saying is it's getting transferred over to you yeah so we we're all going to go through so many different ups and downs in all of life but especially you know going off and starting a business somewhere there's ups there's downs but it is what it is which is something else uh i saw something and they're like be careful of people that say it is what it is because they understand Mm. and like that it's kind of cool like you know hey this happened no it is what it is Mm-hmm. You're just accepting it. Mm-hmm. And that that acceptance is, it, it can be hard, but it can also be very liberating. We don't have to worry anymore about, well, what if this happens? Crap's going to happen. Yeah. And good stuff's going to happen. So it's all good. It is what it is. Well, and I'm terrible at that overthinking part. Yeah. Like I, my wife, you know, 
with business decisions or whatever's going on, I'll think about every possible scenario there is and think that I can plan to make it happen the way that I want or whatever, you know? And my wife is always just like, you are overthinking this. Like, how do you know? Like, yeah. why are you screwing up today being stressed about this when you have no idea it's going to happen however it happens and you'll adjust and solve the problem and make it work anyway yeah you know so i that's something else too that i've been you know i think people think if you're have that attitude of it is what it is or whatever maybe there's some apathy there but it's not apathy it's just uh being okay with it and knowing you know maybe having some self-confidence of i we'll deal with it however it happens you know yeah or whatever but there are people who have been through just stuff i can't even imagine Mm -hmm. and when it's all said and done they're like huh that wasn't as bad as i thought it would be like that's there's some resilience in the human Mm -hmm. well and i think we all do that to some extent you look at a problem moving forward like look at it in the future, anticipating it, and it seems huge. Um, but once you kind of work through it, you know, you, you usually those problems, you don't take them on all at once. It's bit by bit, you know, and yeah. so you work through it, say, over a few months or whatever it is that that process takes to resolve, and then you look back on it, and it's like, that wasn't that big of a deal, you know, and it never yeah. is. We always make it out to be this huge thing. And then we get in it and we, we get past it. And it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. and I mean, there is things that are obviously more, you know, more negative than others. Yeah. I'm not trying to, to diminish sure. the negativity of some people's situations because yeah. there are things that are huge. Yeah. Um, but one nice this thing seems is like our, our small little things that we worry about and think are a big deal really aren't yeah. you know, like you're saying. Yeah. And, and stuff's going to pop up in, in business every single day. And it's like, you can, if you get caught up on the little details and you start taking everything personally, which is very easy to do. Mm-hmm. And I still do and have done in the past, but if you do that, it's so wrecking instead, it's like, Hey, things are going to pop up every day. Mm-hmm. We're going to fix them and we're going to get better. And if, if we don't get better, we're going to find out later because something else will pop up and then we just get to fix it. Yeah. That's good. And I think we, we minimize what we've done in our life anyway. Like I have some, you know, just like you said, daily things, whatever that we're scheduling in our business right now, you know, kind of looking forward into the spring and the summer and what, what work needs to be done and um, just managing that, you know, lining up, this work needs to be done and then this work needs to be done and this work needs to be done. And sometimes it's like, holy cow, like it's kind of, you, you kind of look at it and you're like, man, this is a pain yeah, or, you know, it seems like a big deal or whatever. You look back and it's like, oh, well, I've already, I've been doing this all along. It's no different. You know, the problems are similar problems as, as we've solved all along. So, you know, just, I don't know. I guess it's look back and give yourself credit for what you've done and know that you're going to continue to do that in the future. Yeah. And you can take all of that past and you're like, Hey, I thought this was very difficult then, but I've done it three times. That's not not that big of a deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, and there's always someone out there that has been through it, the world of billions of people. So 
<clears throat> if it's real estate, if it's relationships, whatever it is, someone out there has been through it. Mm -hmm. You can either reach out to them or read a book on the subject or whatever it is. There's, there's answers out there. Mm -hmm. We have YouTube. We yeah. have there. Yeah. So many resources now. Well, and we kind of had, you know, we were talking before that we had some people ask us about networking yeah, and some of that stuff. So, I mean, just to your point right there, there's always somebody that's got an answer out there. Yeah. For the most part, you know, maybe there's not in some things, but there's people that can help you get through that or figure it out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we could talk about that too, with the networking stuff. Yeah. How, uh, and even with the Jordan Peterson example that you gave earlier, you know, when he said he's working as a, as a dishwasher, that's kind of one of the things that he had meant, I think, when he said there was unlimited opportunity there. Yeah. Because he was talking about the people he was working with and the customers he was serving and all of that stuff. And so it was kind of building on that principle that networking with people just opens up opportunities like crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's kind of, it's uh, kind of cool. When we were starting our, the first business, uh, we didn't have the money to do it, but we knew it was a good idea, wrote a business plan. And then at that point it was all right, let, let's go network. Let's talk to banks. Mm -hmm. Banks were like, you guys are silly. That's hilarious that you'd think that we would lend you money. So then we just moved on and continued to talk to other people until, I mean, they're people that we knew, but our goals aligned. We knew that <clears throat> we could add value to their life by paying interest. They knew they could add value to ours by giving us a loan. And then at that point, my whole life goal was to make sure that we lived up to our agreement. Mm -hmm. You know, we pay that loan back, they get their interest and maintain a good relationship with them. And that relationship has been ongoing for 15 years now. And it has moved from a little bit of money that gets paid back and then a little bit more and a little more until it's, you know, bigger and bigger things, which can mean bigger and bigger payouts for them, um, but also bigger and bigger things that we can do. And it's always a, a good symbiotic relationship. But if we're going to go rent a place from someone, we've got to go talk to them. And then you get to talk to this person. And really when it's, it's called networking. And if you think about a network, yeah, it's really what it is. You know, we're Maybe I don't statistically don't know, but say you're you're two people away from knowing someone to reach your dreams. Yeah, you know, and there's some. I, I wish I knew the actual numbers, but it's like we know everybody on the earth through five people. Yeah, I think it's something like that, five or seven. It's yeah. not very many. It's not. It's just to think there's someone in Africa, and I know you, and you know this person who knows this person who knows this person who knows someone in Africa. Like that's not very far away. Yeah. So whether that's someone that has a lot of money that is looking to invest. Maybe it's someone who wants to partner in on real estate, someone who wants to open up an ice cream shop. I, I, it could be so many different things, but you know, the person who's lending the money, they don't want to go start the ice cream shop, but they do want to make the interest off of the ice cream shop. And they know that your goals are to make people happy. And you have this little recipe that's so good mm -hmm. with ice cream. Yeah. But the possibilities are endless. Yeah. It just 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 it's just getting out there talking to people. Yeah, and the, it's amazing what happens when because same thing. I mean, I found a lot of the similar things that you're talking about in every business that we've done. You know, we did uh, 
this this latest one it's a real estate project and so i had no in every business that i've started and probably any business that anybody starts you have no clue like everybody you know it's a fallacy that you have to know the business before you start the business well that doesn't make any sense because yeah. you have to get in the business and learn it and start it and grow it to understand the business to begin with in the first place so pretty much everybody's starting from square one and you know i'll just a lot of times make a list and a lot of times that list has two or three people on it and it's people that you know this one happened to be a real estate project and so it's like okay who knows real estate who have i worked with in the past or who you know within my acquaintances could i call and talk to or you know a lot of times there's government places that we have to get licensed with or whatever to start a business you know so kind of within that circle i just started making a list okay who can i contact well i had a real a real estate agent that i'd worked with before that was a friend I had, I made a list of the people that were going to have to, uh, you know, work with the, the local government jurisdiction on it. And, and some of those things within two or three contacts, as I started to contact those people, then my list grew from three or four to, you know, each of them had three or four people for me to contact the, the guy in at the, at the County office was like, oh, well, here's a surveyor and engineer that are really good. They do most of the work in the in our area so call them you know and yeah i called that realtor and she's like well here's um an engineer that i've had doing the help us in the past or here's a guy that i know has done a similar kind of project you know well now my list has grown from three people to eight people maybe so then calling those people you know it just it just grows and yeah. grows and grows and i think the main thing is just not being scared to to talk to people and to be curious go in and ask somebody some questions. People love talking about a subject that they are employed in or have some knowledge in or, or those kind of things. People are more than willing to help out. They, they love to help out yeah. and feel like they're providing value, you know? And so that's, you know, I just, and even anymore, I used to really uh, get nervous about calling people. You know, and one person that kind of got me over that was my dad. He always, I mean, if we had a question about anything or we were thinking, oh, what about doing this kind of a business or project or whatever, he would like immediately think of people that he knew that would be involved in that or, or maybe had a connection and call them and talk to them about that, you know, yeah. he's really good at that. And so now, you know, even if I have just a, a uh, a thought of somebody that i need to call i'll call them and just just chat with them you know and just pick their brain a little bit and and it's really uh it's fun it's really fun because then you build that relationship and then in the future they you know you open up that line of communication and they can call you and ask you yeah. for some some advice on something you know or whatever it's just i think it's so important yeah and i think that that's one of the most important parts is that symbiosis, that symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> something that's so important to Kira and I are just that people feel and are valued. So if a customer comes in and they're paying a certain amount for a gym membership or for a product, uh, I want them to feel and for it to be true 
that they got more value mm -hmm. than they paid. Mm -hmm. So, uh, or, or if we have a relationship, even just with friends, like I want to make sure that I'm never a user. Like, yeah, I'm want to talk and chat and just be as valuable as possible. Just never wreck relationships. I would much rather lose a business than a friendship. Mm -hmm. Like there's just certain things like that, that the relationships themselves, that becomes, that becomes the success. Um, we, we might think, Hey, by talking to three or four people, I'm going to get to know someone that's going to give me the advice for this. And yeah, mm -hmm. but also exactly what you just said. Now you can become the advice in mm -hmm. another in another way and it just becomes we're all working for a greater good greater good that's more than ourselves it's it's to build and elevate everybody yeah it's cool yeah for sure it's it's amazing to me how that can grow really rapidly you know that that a network can i mean just it doesn't take long to build a network of people you know yeah and i think one of the ways that i try to go about communicating with people is acting kind of dumb yeah. like like just hey like like i'm totally asking them for their input you know even if i know the answers um is you know hey i'm i'm because uh, you never want to act like cocky or anything like that and a lot of times if you just ask the questions and let them go wild and tell you whatever you'll get way more information than you want anyway yeah you know but i think you know, but it's, it, it is hard to kind of get over that and learn how to talk to people. You know, for me, it's very informal. I'll, I'll call people. Um, I, I call probably multiple people a day. Just if I have a, an idea that I'm like, I wonder, even if it's something that I most likely won't pursue, yeah. but I'm curious about, I'll just, if I know somebody, I'll just call them and, and say, Hey, what, what do you think about this? You know? And, and, um, you know, very informal, very, um, I'll say, you know, I'm just gathering information for this. I know nothing about it. I'm just gathering information and seeing what my options are and, and, uh, knew that you'd be somebody that might know something about that. Yeah. And yeah, it works great. It's, it's really, and over time, the talking to people kind of, you get over that because you're calling not, I think that we get nervous talking to people if we're worried that we're going to be asked a question or something we don't know yeah. you know like we don't like to look stupid or dumb like you know like in a group of people answering questions or whatever well if i'm already acting like i'm totally naive to it and i'm just gathering information it's very easy to go into a conversation and just be like look i don't know anything about this i'm just gathering information yeah what's your experience what do you know and there's, there's, there's no reason to feel nervous about that, you know, really. And people love talking about themselves. Yeah. So it's, it's not a manipulative thing or, or anything negative to really just go into a conversation and be like, Hey, so tell me, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me about this. Uh, Jack Canfield does really good at uh, telling stories of people who wanted to start businesses and they just go directly to their competitors but like who's going to become their their quote competitors mm -hmm. like uh you know someone wants to start a hairdressing business go find the most successful hairdresser in that town and go talk to them it's usually not oh you're going to compete with me this no it's 
oh, you don't know something? Well, I do. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about it. And then they become an ally. Yeah. You know, there's really no yeah. competition in a growth mindset either. It's really, we can all, we can all do everything. Mm-hmm. And it, the market will regulate itself in a way. You know, if there are too many yeah. hairdressers, dressers, then it just, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> so, and I think there's the motivation to be good at what you do. Yeah. You know, um, go figure it out decide if it's the right kind of business and then grow a really success, a really good business, provide a lot of value for your customers. And there will always be a market for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, yes, there might be some hairdressers that have to, you know, it might get oversaturated and some hairdressers are going to be having to find something else to do, but it, you know, and this might sound mean, but it's not, if you're the best hairdresser, then you don't have to worry about that, Yeah. you know, or you're one of the best. And there's more, you know, say some of the, the lower rung hairdressers go out of business. Well, the community as a whole is getting better hairdressing yes. service as a whole because the whole industry has been lifted some, you know, yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, and, and maybe that's a, a, a mean way to look at it, but I think that it, it's a net positive value yeah. for everybody. Well, and I think what's important to understand is that that person that went out of business would be miserable being at the bottom. So by them almost being forced into doing something else or not being willing, mm-hmm. you know, at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, they might be the best or they might be different or they've innovated in some way. And if they don't want to, then they're probably going to be miserable doing what they're doing anyways. So obviously this is completely anecdotal, but by them doing something else, it's better for everybody. It's better for them because they're going to be more happy than being the yes. lowest rung. And then it allows the others to innovate or go out of business mm-hmm. or whatever. If they're on the lower rung, their business probably sucks because they don't like it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it, it, it's maybe, you know. I totally agree. And it's okay to give it up. It's okay to give up on things too. Mm-hmm. Giving up is not failing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're a failed hairdresser. It means they learned they didn't want to be a hairdresser. Right. And, and that's they move on to something else. Yeah. So I think we talked about it before. Many butchers went out of business when the refrigerator was invented. But they just adapted and overcame. And you know, maybe butchering was in their family and they're like, well, I still want to be a butcher. So they just became the best. Yeah. Well, and I think that we're in one of those phases right now, big time. You know, the last couple yeah. of years with everything that's changed and evolved a lot of people have found themselves in that situation where they're having to really look at maybe this job or business is not a viable option for me or i don't agree with some of the things going on here and it's time for me to cut ties and do something else i see there's i I think that and we've talked about this a lot before too with the unemployment rates and everything else and everybody's saying, you know, there's job labor shortages and stuff. I really think there's a lot of people that are moving from things that they don't want to do into things that they do want to do. And I think that that's a big part of that. There is some that are taking advantage of government payments and benefits and those kinds of things. I honestly don't know any. Yeah. I know quite a few people that have left a job or a business for something that they perceived as better or something that they want to pursue. But I, I really don't know a lot of people that 
are just doing it to sit at home on the couch. No, there's probably some out there. Yeah. But I think we're in a, a large restructuring phase right now where people are moving from what they don't want to do or what they don't agree with into what they really want to do. Which is cool to see and to have that attitude and mindset because it it is tough right now to look at the world and at least for me and see like a lot of positive. The world is great. People mm-hmm. are great. Um, persons, individuals are great. Just kind of seems like sometimes we get together as a group and we become stupid. Um, <laughs> so to be able to see something like that and be like, yeah, and that's totally true. There, I know more people that are doing what they want to right now than probably ever before in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also some fear about the, the future, which can make things hard. I think that's why it's important to network. You know, if you know someone who's been successful in something for many years and they can help you through it, or um, number two, it's just dabbling a little bit. You know, we're tired with our job. We've talked about this before. If we're tired, then you dabble. Dabble in something, whether it's trading cryptocurrencies or doing some drywall on the side. It could be anything, Mm -hmm. doing hairdressing, whatever it is. Dabble a little bit. Dabble and see where you want to go. And, and be okay with where it takes you. Bruce Lee, be water, my friend. Like if we're just flowing, we're just flowing wherever it goes, life's, life's pretty good. And staying open to new opportunities. I yeah. think along with dabbling is we, and I've been there before too, we close ourselves off to, you know, we have a job, we think, okay, this is it. I'm just gonna work the job and that's it. And that's, you know, but if we kind of look to maybe always looking at opportunities and never being, I mean, always being content is a hard word for me because it's like, okay, if we're content, are we really growing and looking for other things? But I think that there's contentment. We can be content where we're at, but we can also be um, looking for more you know we can be grateful with what we have while at the same time looking for other things and i think that that's kind of a good way to be you know even though it's you have a job and you have a or you have a business or whatever it is and you feel somewhat content there and grateful for that because it's providing but you know maybe that's not what you're 100 percent in love with always be looking for opportunity you know, yeah. like you dabble, you know, yeah. dabble in stuff, go try something out, go, uh, and it, it wouldn't even necessarily have to be a business per se. I mean, dabbling in a new hobby or, sure. or some kind of activity that at least gets us out of our comfort zone and learning new things. Cause really that's all a business is yeah. you starting a business and learning how to start a new business is no different than learning how to go and learn jujitsu or something yeah like to me it's the same you're just figuring out a new skill and yeah. going through it getting out of your comfort and zone every day trying to benefit from it with jujitsu you're trying to benefit from greater knowledge and how to maybe defend yourself or whatever you know you're trying to get a benefit for yourself in a business, same thing. You're trying to lose, learn some moves and some things and different ways to 
um, provide value for people so that you can make a profit for yourself. Like, you know, it's the same, it's the same thing. So anything to get out of our comfort zone and yeah. look into other, other avenues or other activities or stuff like that is just all good. It is. It's so good for us. Um, I have driven, this is early on. I drove to jujitsu and I sat in the parking lot because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to go in and look stupid. Like I own a gym. I should, you know, know all this stuff. And I sat in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. It gets like 15 minutes in. I'm like, Hey, it's too late for me to walk in now. <laughs> drive away. Someone comes to a class the next day and they're like, I've sat in the parking lot before and I haven't wanted to come in. Really? I'm like, you did. I understand. Huh? And you know, it, it's interesting. It, it's not fun to get out of your comfort zone. It's scary. Yeah. It's the only place you can grow. Never learn how to do jujitsu if you don't walk on the mats. And I still don't really know how to do jujitsu. Just so, you know, anyone mm-hmm. tries to jump me, give me 21 feet and some time <laughs> with a gun. Um, it's, it's, it's so good for us. Yeah. And just it, get out. And it yeah. gets, that's the thing. Maybe a hobby is a way to kind of get out of that, start breaking out of that comfort zone to, to gain some confidence, to be able to say, okay, now I'm going to jump into starting a new business or something. I'd never yeah. thought of it that way, but anything that we can do to get out of our comfort zone. And when you go to jujitsu or you go to, you know, piano lessons or guitar lessons or, you know, whatever it is that you, you go to a running club, you know, you start running and maybe you run a half marathon or something. It's all with people. So you're yeah. building your network there too. It doesn't necessarily have to be a business network, but you are networking those, with those people, get you, you learn some communication skills and, you know, you learn about those people. And most likely if you get to know about those people, there's probably somebody there that's going to yeah. benefit you in the future with a business, you know, and, and it's just, it's, it's so important to just always be looking for, um, just be curious and always looking for new things. You know, I, we, I listened to Raul Paul on yeah. Real Vision yeah. and he always is, is uh, talking about that, how he goes, okay, this is your comfort zone right here. This is where all the magic happens over here. Like he's like, there's yeah. no overlap in the middle. They are completely separate things. And so cool. he's always talking about that. Get out of your comfort zone, go learn about, you know, most of his is finance. So yeah. go learn about a new, something new in finance, go learn about cryptocurrency, Yep. get out of your comfort zone. If you've always, you know, kind of just done stocks or whatever, go learn about cryptocurrency, maybe go look, look at some other things. And that's probably a good action step for people to take is uh, go out and find something that puts you in a group of people to, and just get to know them. So it might be a CrossFit gym. And I just, I can obviously mm-hmm. speak to that because mm-hmm. it's easy. It's amazing the amount of people, the amount of diversity that is at a gym. You go in and, hey, what do you do? Well, I'm a student. Well, what do you do? Well, I own a trucking company. Well, oh, that's cool. Well, what do you do? Well, I develop properties. You're like, wait, I can talk about trucks now. I can talk about developing properties. I can ask someone about their education. Yeah, It's Jordan Peterson working in a, in a dishwasher. In a, mm-hmm. in a dishwashing, whatever he was mm-hmm. doing, mm-hmm. it's the same. Just getting out, look around, network, talk to people, be genuinely curious in them. Don't just go talk to people to to get ahead. I mean, that's not 
not good for anybody. You know, it's mm-hmm. a terrible way to start out a relationship. Just be genuinely curious about the world. Get out, join a gym, get on a Facebook group that has to do with the subject that you want to learn, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just get out, talk to people, be genuinely interested. Yeah, be curious. Dabble. Yeah, be curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, curiosity is how everything's been invented, right? Mm-hmm. How does the light, how, how can we have electricity? How can we harness that into a light bulb? I don't know. Pretty curious. Let's try it 10,000 different ways or whatever it was. Cool. Well, and I think too, I find myself getting in the habit of, you know, if I'm online or whatever, just kind of being brain dead at certain times, scrolling or whatever. And I think to go along with that too, the curiosity stuff is while you're scrolling. And I, I do this quite regularly, but you know, if I'm scrolling and I see something that piques my interest, maybe an, an issue or something, go Google it. Yeah. You know, go, maybe don't Google it, maybe duck, duck, go it or something, yeah. but, uh, but go look at it, just kind of build that curiosity. And I find a lot more value in those things when I look into it rather than just keep scrolling past it and whatever you know there's there's things we can learn all around us every day yeah um and i i even will if i have an idea like a business idea i will go very far down the road of looking into if it's something that i like you yeah. know if it's something that i'm like hmm, i really think because and i know the other side of this is i have a lot of times too where i'm like hmm that's a good idea and i never you know, you never do anything, which yeah. is fine to it just kind of depends on if you like the idea or whatever. But some ideas, if I get an idea, and I'm like, hmm, I really like that idea. I will go down the road quite a ways to get the information that I need to. And I still might decide not to do it. Um, but all of that helped me to be able to know yeah. the process for another business down the road. So it wasn't wasted time yeah. or failure. Um, I had a business this summer that I was thinking about, and it was a, it would have been a retail business where you have products that you sell and everything. And I called, I probably spent quite a bit of time for two or three weeks calling, you know, talking to people on the phone, calling around to distributors and wholesalers. And now I know what it takes to start that business. If I really wanted to start that business, I've got, you know, I after digging into it and stuff and pursuing some other things and in other businesses, I'm like, "Eh, I don't, I don't know that that's kind of meshes with the lifestyle that I want. So I'm not, really for sure that that's something that I want to pursue. But if I wanted to, I've got all the contacts I need. I know what the margins are. I know what kind of building I would need. I know, you know, like I've, I've already got a lot of the answers and all of that was not wasted. Even if I never use that business. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you never use it at least 20 years down the road, you don't go, what if? Yeah. Well, no, there's no what if you really looked into it and researched whether you wanted to do it and you decided not to. And that's, that's something too. Everything that we do, it's a decision. So, you know, we need to make the decision. Just it's okay to make it and be good with whatever outcome happens because whatever happens just happens. Mm-hmm. Life is, life is good. Yeah. If we have that attitude and we want to make it good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it is. All it's this good. is cool. And that's, <laughs> it's hard to like, you know, have words sometimes, but it's yeah. awesome. It's cool. <laughs> do you have anything? Do you have any best practices? You know, another thing that I thought about for networking was there's groups everywhere that are related to certain subjects. You know, if you want to get involved in real estate, there's probably a real estate group, meetup group or whatever in most towns across the United States, probably across the world. Have you ever, and I've never really gotten into that. I've kind of built my own network organically and you know that. But have you ever done anything like that? Have you ever gone to like any groups that meet up groups for real estate or for business or or any of that kind of thing? Entrepreneurship. Mm-mm. Uh I've gone to some business seminars. I think that's really important. Uh, and they always talk about networking at those seminars. I've never really have because just outside of my bubble, like, yeah. you know, this bubble, I haven't really haven't really done that. My, my first thing that actually pops into my mind when you say that is. I'd actually tell people to be a little leery of some groups, you know, sometimes, you know, if they're a real estate group, like what are their credentials? Not that I want to know who has a degree in property development, mm-hmm. who's done it and why is this group here? You know, mm-hmm. Why does it exist? Even if no one in the group has ever developed a property, but but you research the group and you're like, Hey, this is cool. There's a group of people that they've never developed property. We're going to all figure it out together, whatever it is. Just be mm-hmm. leery of, mm-hmm. you know, fake experts or yeah, just, there's a lot of people out there that do want to just get your money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Some that I've thought about is like, uh, have you ever heard of bigger pockets? Mm-mm. It's like a podcast. It's, it's centered around uh, real estate investing and that kind of stuff. Like they have meetup groups, Yeah, you know? Cool. And so hopefully you know definitely research the source of the group you know with and maybe and i don't know because i've never been there but maybe with something like a bigger pockets group maybe there's some credentials or some structure behind it that makes it legit you know or whatever um but uh but yeah definitely i mean like you're saying definitely be be careful of that but there is i do think there's probably some good resources in some of that oh absolutely if if you're a person that is maybe more extroverted or something like that i don't know yeah and and let's say we do choose a a bad group uh you learn from it yeah you know know what not to look for yeah Mm -hmm. and 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 listen to your gut when you go to those things very true i'm i'm huge on you know a kind of a, a gut feeling or a gut instinct and, you know, I have gone to some seminars or business things or whatever. And you're like, yep, yeah, I'm just not, you know, you can kind of yeah. tell when you walk in, you're like, no, that's just isn't, isn't what I'm going for, what I'm looking for, you know? And so, yeah, I've heard really good things about ClickFunnels, like ClickFunnels seminars. Hmm. They teach businessy stuff and then um, people network from there, but have heard really good things about that. Um, I don't know if they're around anymore, but it was uh, Peak Potentials, which was hmm. Harv Ecker, and he had some stuff going on. Um, Jack Canfield still does. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this was kind of shut down by COVID. 
yeah. you know, meetup groups and seminars and True. all of that kind of got kiboshed a little. We were looking at just some business seminars, going to something. We just felt like we needed to go learn something. Couldn't find any. Um, they were all just shut down. Is it all, they're doing it all like online type stuff? Yeah, like that's kind of like not that. what I want though. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as networking, getting out there, I want that physical interaction. Like, you know, online, it's just, I know Zoom calls are weird, but maybe that's just because I'm old. Yeah, know. it is hard to get into them. Yeah, I don't feel, of... feel like, hey, if I don't really want to be in this, just take myself off the screen and you yeah. know, it can be there on Instagram yeah. while this meeting's <laughs> happening. It doesn't really matter. It, it really, that face-to-face -face is so nice. Also, you know what? This sounds like an opportunity. Yeah. Well, seminars don't really exist anymore because of COVID. Sounds like we need to go to a couple cities mm -hmm. that do allow it and start putting on success seminars, mm -hmm. you know, or so whatever it is, small business cash calf seminars. Because mm -hmm. really, how many people are out there? And they might even be listening to this and they're like, yeah, I know it's possible. I know we can do it. And then you just, you go to these places and you do a seminar and then you have some networking time and people that have that same mindset, hey, I want to grow, I want to learn. Okay. Oh, I, I met this guy. Mm -hmm. make, go make it happen. Yeah. And, and, and if you think about success in and of, in and of itself, um, so the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, we start to put that into business and adding value. It's hard to do yourself. Yeah. I don't think there's any self-made, you know, quote, self-made millionaires out there. It's no people that have networked and a lot of people have helped each other get to places. Yeah. You'll even see this on Instagram. There's these kind of, you'll follow one person and then all of a sudden you, you follow another person and they're linked, you know, cause it shows you oh, if yeah. someone's followed by someone. I just noticed this group the other day, I follow like five of them and they're all this group of friends like jp sears okay and um uh there's a, a guy that coaches um coaches coaches like coaches gym coaches and, mm -hmm. and how to be better um and then a few different subjects and it's just funny they all got successful together hmm. using the same platforms online they all have kind of the same coach and they moved in that same direction but they did it together it's all that network, but kind of different focuses, very different focuses, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. their businesses themselves, insanely different businesses. There's one that, um, owns, a, it's a, a nutrition tracking app, but then, you know, one is JP Sears. You're like, mm -hmm. wait, that's not even close to the same thing, mm -hmm. but they knew the same people and they helped each other to grow into those positions. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, like you say, there's no self-made people, you know, there's yeah. teams around any, any business that I've been part of, there's a team of people there. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's, there's people that there's contractors or there's realtors or legal people or, you know, accountants. And so you kind of just over time, you find the people that you can use to work together, you know, and they don't all directly work for me necessarily. I'm, you yeah. know, certain aspects of it, they're helping me with or whatever. And, you know, it's just, yeah, nobody, there's definitely a team behind everything yeah. um, for sure. So it's interesting The I listened, this was just a, like a little clip. 
that I just thought about was that Dan Pena or something. Yeah. You know who I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Yeah. He's like a billionaire, always yelling and screaming at people. Yeah, it seems he's always like swearing. Yeah. Epping Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, and this was just a, a short clip, but he said, somebody asked him, is there one trait that successful people have or billionaires have or something? And this was really interesting response to me. He said, 99%, I think it was 99, of billionaires that he is coached. He said, all the billionaires, there was one billionaire that was a billionaire before he coached them. But then all the other billionaires that had become billionaires because of his coaching were not billionaires before. So I don't know how many that is. But he said 99% of those individuals were introverts. So I was like, that's kind of interesting. And then he, you know, he said only 1% were extroverts like him. He, you know, specifically yeah. recognized himself as an extrovert. But uh, anyway, I thought that was interesting that there, you know, he said too, he's like, look at Bill Gates, look at. Mark Zuckerberg look at, you know, a lot of these people that are really uh, wealthy and whatever, they are all introverts. Hmm. And so I thought that was interesting and especially talking about networking because talking to people is hard, yeah. especially for introverts. I yeah. know, I know I recognize that I'm an introvert, you know, I would rather just keep to myself and do my thing than be out talking to people. But, you know, obviously, success is a principle of introverted people. And so there's ways to get over that and kind of build those skills and, and network and find the people that can help you and that kind of stuff. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's really, that is really interesting. I've done personality tests and I'm like, I'm like a mix. Hmm. I, there's nothing of, about me that just jumps out like, hey, you're extroverted here, you're introverted here. It's. It's such a mix. Hmm. And I've never taken a test. Maybe I should. I just always kind of pictured myself as an introvert, but maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Like don't fire know. departments, I've heard are primarily type A personalities, mm -hmm. but I'm not. Hmm. Like it was, I don't know which, it had great relationships there though. You know, never had someone that was really mad at me that we could never get over it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just talking about myself right now but it, it is interesting no. it's like just because something is said to be a certain way so fire departments primarily type a <clears throat> doesn't mean you can't go there and thrive yeah maybe it actually needs some not type a mm -hmm. or any any industry that has a certain type maybe if you're a different type go dabble in it because maybe that's what we need well and you can see things from a different perspective yeah and a lot of times that's you know, somebody that's going to come in, you think, well, I don't have 30 years of experience to start a, a and this is different than, you know, personality type or whatever in a, in an industry, but just the, you know, you think I don't have 30 years of experience to come in and, and do this business or whatever in a, in a industry that has a ton of those kind of businesses, you know, 20 yeah. years, 30 years, whatever you're probably going to be able to see things that those businesses can't. You're going to have a different yeah, very perspective true. on it. And you're probably going to find a niche that those businesses aren't serving, you know, or, or 
as entrepreneurs, we're just solving problems. So there's probably problems there that can be solved that the people that are in the industry can't, can't uh, see it. And same thing with different personality types in a certain industry that's saturated with type A personalities or whatever. You can probably come in there and actually probably do right very well because you bring something different than is yeah. already there. You're going to stand out in that crowd. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of can, it's, it's just depending on how you look at it. You can look at everything as a negative. Oh, well, it's all type A people and yeah. I'm not a type A person, so I'm not going to do well. Or you can look at it all positive and as an opportunity, like, oh, well, it's all type A people. There's a need for a yeah. different personality in there. Go know? disrupt. So, Go di disrupt that way of, that fixed way of doing it. Yeah. There's, you know, dis market disruptors. There's Mark Moss. He talks about disrupting markets, like Bitcoin, how that was, that disrupted the whole mm -hmm. fiat system. Um, and then within cryptocurrency, you've got other cryptocurrencies that are disruptors, whether it's smart contracts or NFTs or whatever it is, which NFTs are so weird. Um, yeah. But they, they disrupt the market. It's like, hey, you know, you can have a piece of Chris Farley art up on the wall, but do you own it on the blockchain? <laughs> yeah. It's just so weird. <laughs> yep. And, and a lot of those people are, that are stuck in that old system. Yeah. Are on their way out and there's a new system born, you know, like, like yeah. Warren Buffett and Munger are always like talking bad on Bitcoin. Well, they missed out on that opportunity. Yeah. He, you know, really liked Coca-Cola and he did great off of it. So yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. But you also, you know, I don't understand NFTs, but I have some because <laughs> mm -hmm. it seemed like a great opportunity. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I mean, just NFTs, they're so weird. <laughs> I haven't gotten into it at all. I don't know, like, I don't, um, I, I understand it, or I think I understand it, and I understand, I can see where the value is going forward. I yeah. mean, obviously, the value is not there yet. I mean, it is kind yeah. of. I think it can be. It, it's so but, weird right but now. If, but if we legitimately get into a metaverse-type world where lots of people are using systems in that way then obviously i can see how yeah there's it's there's going to be a need for it for we, a, we have a, a coca-cola snow globe i have an nft that's a coca-cola snow globe <laughs> like this is so dumb there but it's gone like up 50 percent in value it was like you know 75 bucks or whatever and uh -huh. or it was i don't know 100 bucks now it's worth 150 it's just so weird like mm -hmm. that it's not real some someone just made it and released it on the internet. Yeah. And it's real enough that I was able to buy it and it's mine mm -hmm. on the blockchain. But it's an NF, it's a snow globe. Yeah. You can't even shake it. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a picture. <laughs> it's but so I weird. think that that's a good example though. Cause what is an actual snow globe? Like what's the utility of that? You okay, that's very set true. it on a table and you look at it. Yeah. How's an NFT any different? You yeah, set it on true. your digital table and look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it before, but that might, yeah. the snow globe might be the best example of cool. where an NFT gets, that gets value from that I've heard yet. What's crazy is when I first started getting into buying and selling them, 
if there was a drop, meaning artists release it, they mm-hmm. release it on a certain date. You'd hop on within a couple hours and how sweet it's still there. You buy it. Um, I've set myself a reminder for probably the last, maybe not the last 10, but at least 10 drops. I've set a reminder for myself five minutes before and I hop on and I just start clicking buy even before the release time, because as soon as it's released, let's say there's 8,000 snow globes that are sold. Mm-hmm. They're sold immediately. Hmm. It's nuts how fast these things are going and, and the prices it's ridiculous. Like if you happen to click and get a hundred dollar piece of art, it's relisted almost immediately for a thousand dollars. So you're like, please, come on, please. I'm clicking. I'm clicking. Please buy this. Cause you know that the price is just going to go up. That is so bizarre. It's so weird. Huh? Yeah. It's crazy. I, I, like I said, I haven't even gotten into it that much, so I don't, I don't know, but cause it makes you, I mean, basic economics it's like well why can't they if they can make a thousand of them why can't they make ten thousand of them or that's where i get held Mm -hmm. up with nfts as i go because they just hit print essentially i mean they had Mm -hmm. to create it Mm -hmm. put it on the blockchain and everything but then they decide so on this app that i've been using which is called vive and it's 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 kind of weird right now because uh you put dollars into gems and it's dollar for dollar so and it's then, not, you don't use Ethereum for it? No. You put dollars no. into So I don't even know if this platform's get, it is supposed to get put out to the main net at mm-hmm. some point. And then you can put your snow globe in the metaverse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is kind of weird right now because if you want to get out, you just can sell into gems. You can't sell into dollars you can't get and dollar pull back it out. out. But you will be able to. And that's where this stuff is weird anyways because you look at it and you're like, will it? I don't know, but if it does, you just turned a hundred dollar snow globe into a thousand. Yeah. It's just weird. Well, I think that there's something to be said for, you know, there's all these people that are like, oh, it's stupid. It's not doing anything. Well, what if it does? Yeah. There's something to be said. Now I totally understand. Like if somebody is borrowing a ton of money and, and, and investing every penny they can into it then obviously that's bad. That's bad for anything. Yeah. That's bad to do for stocks or, or whatever kind of investment you're, you're into. But what's the harm in saying, I'm going to throw a hundred bucks at this, Yeah, a hundred bucks a month. And there's the potential that, okay, if it goes away, I'm out a thousand bucks or whatever. Yeah. But if it goes up, yeah, it could, you know, it, it can be life changing money, which is, like uh, like some of those cryptos, there was some that I think it was like Shiba or I don't know. I don't, I don't Shiba, know. yeah. But like literally in a year's time, it went from like if you would have bought $1,500 in Shiba, then you would have had like millions. Yeah, like of 15 dollars. million. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's just, you can't under, you know. And I think that a lot of people too look at that and they're like, come on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen. Some people have had it. Yep. There you are know, people that are crazy. They're buying these ape NFTs and selling them for millions. Hmm. And there's uh, is that like the crazy <clears throat> monkey that where he's yeah. like smoking a cigarette and got sunglasses yeah. on or whatever? I have seen yeah. like images of those. <laughs> um, if within the last six months, if people started investing into cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. 
or I don't even want to say investing because you're actually just converting. Let's say that you're mm-hmm. converting into Bitcoin. Yeah, you're going to think Bitcoin sucks over the last six months. Mm-hmm. But keep dollar cost averaging, keep buying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shiba, it did. My, it's so funny how the markets move now. My brother texts me. He's like, hey, there's this one. It's called Shiba, Shiba Inu. And it, Elon Musk is tweeting about it. And he saw that on TikTok. Hmm. So I try to do my research. You know, I try to look, hey, what's Bitcoin going to do? What's the market? What's this? What's that? He's like, I saw it on TikTok. I'm like, crap, if it's on TikTok, I better. <laughs> yeah. Because people see it and they're like, oh, this is going to be huge. Um, I think I don't All remember. of that's out the window. All looking it yeah. into it and being responsible is out the window yeah. now. Yeah. It was like $500 into 2,500. Hmm. And it was because of TikTok. And then he gets on, he's like, hey, I, I saw that Chiba might go down on TikTok. So I'm like, well, crap, <laughs> I'm going to sell it. And, and we bought and sold twice. And it went from 500 to, to 2,500. Uh-huh. It's back down right now. So, and I definitely understand, like, I'm not the type of person that's going to say, you know, like, oh, it's worth 2,500 because at one time it was. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's like 1,500 now. So 500 into 1,500. Nuts, though. A yeah. trip, a 300% gain. And I don't think it has any utility. In fact, it's a, I, I think right now it's a, it's uh, they're printing more of it. So an inflationary oh. currency. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. the dollar of cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people buy it. Yeah. And who yeah, knows? Bizarre. Maybe when Elon Musk is on Mars and. Maybe that'll be the currency. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. But had to dabble, had to dabble in order to get there. You had to talk to some people, figure it out. Well, and that's the important part is you have learned right? I mean, you've learned something by doing these things. You, I mean, nobody knew what an NFT was a year ago. Yeah. And now you've looked into it, you've dabbled into it, you know what NFTs are, and you know how to get them and how to, you know, like, there's opportunities all around us yeah. to do that kind of stuff or to do anything. Yeah, there's opportunities all around us to do anything. So, yeah. So get out and do it. Get out and do it. Network. Talk yeah. to people. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And if anyone has any questions, network with us. Talk yeah. to us. Just ask yeah. us questions. We love to we love to chat about stuff for sure. So sweet. Well, thanks. Yep. Yeah, thank you. We'll make it happen again here soon. Yeah, sounds good. See you okay. in a week. Yeah.